Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Realtors about real stuff. And real things. And real things and unreal things. And and real estate in general. So today we are going to talk about how to buy a house. What are the best tips that we can give you um, in getting the best deal and what to expect, really? Yeah. Buying a house 101. Yeah. The basics. The basics. So what's the first thing you should do? I think the first thing you should do is, there's two things you should do. (laughs) You should find a realtor, just one realtor that you're going to work with and stick with that you know is going to be out there looking for you. Um, And then have that realtor recommend the lender they like to work with. And so the reason for that is because when you write an offer, the listing agent is is you're better off if the listing agent is familiar with the lender that you're choosing. So like a local lender, bigger banks are actually not as accepted or as we just don't get excited about them as listing agents because they are so difficult to work with. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So first thing would be get a realtor and then have that realtor recommend the lender that they like working with and maybe one or two lenders just so you can shop the rates a little bit. Yeah. And the reason why, or one of the reasons why you want to have your own realtor is because if you continuously just call the listing agents, you're not going to have one realtor that's working for you and one that like you, you'll get a higher level of what's the word I'm looking for. Well, not only service, but service and yeah, service, (laughs) that's the word service. But I mean, also they're, they're really watching for exactly what you want if you're jumping around from agent to agent especially if you tell that agent (laughs) I'm just calling the agents on the sign I'm only going to work with the listing agent you're not going to have anybody trying to find you the house that you're looking for and you're not going to get a better deal if you work with the listing agent that's what I was going to say is I think that is a misconception yes that if the listing agent represents me I'm going to get a better deal no the listing agent has already set the price of the real estate fee with the seller. That is a contract between the seller and the listing agent. So typically you're not going to get a better deal necessarily. Nope. Not to say that it's not okay to work with, you know, if you find an agent from a sign, that's okay as long as you like them and you want them to be your agent, whether you buy that house or another house. Yeah. You know, it's okay to find it that way. Yeah, sure. exactly. And it's also okay as a buyer to interview different agents or talk mm-hmm. to a few agents and see who you like and who you connect with. I think sellers usually know to interview a few agents, but buyers don't really think about that all the time. Right. So if you're a first time home buyer, like look up different agents, talk to a few and see who you want. Yeah, to maybe work even with. go to a couple open houses. Yeah. See who you kind of mesh with at the open house. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Make sure they know their stuff. For sure. So what how much I think a lot of people don't know how little you need to actually have down to yep. get into a house like if you are a first-time home buyer you don't need to have 50 to a hundred thousand dollars necessarily especially in the shifting market now may be your chance so yep. some of the options are like three percent yep so you can put as little as three percent down when mm-hmm. using conventional loan and a lot of buyers do five percent down is what I see I think mm-hmm. the most often 
And um, there are certain cases, like if the home's been on the market a while or the sellers are really motivated, they'll cover your closing costs. So what I typically say to people is you probably want to save around 6% because 3% would be for down payment and around 2 to 3% for closing costs. If you don't spend the full 3% for closing costs and you'll have extra money, great. But in this market, it is more common to be able to get your closing costs covered. Whereas the last two years, there was no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even even asking, it was such a bummer for, for a lot of buyers. But uh, that uh, pendulum is swinging the other way. Yeah. That's so you, you, see that. you can, yeah. So you can easily get into a home for 3%. And then I would, of course, recommend having a little bit more than that in your savings account mm -hmm. because you do want to have that cushion for after you move in. You'll probably want to do floors and paint and you'll need some right. more furniture and things like that. Well, if yes, some people may have to do that or want to do that for yeah. sure. So let's talk about when you do find the house and you get into escrow, like what what a lot of people don't even know what escrow is mm -hmm. so that's the time frame that you are in escrow it's a 30 day usually a 30 day time frame and that's when you're having your appraisal done and you're you know giving your firstborn and blood to your lender <laughs> to make sure that you can get the loan and doing inspections you yeah. have 17 day inspection contingency and you have 17 day loan and appraisal contingency. So that's, you're getting stuff done throughout the escrow and that's that's what an escrow typically is. And what are some of the things that, what else could we cover about escrow? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a first time home buyer, maybe you don't know what that timeline looks like at all. So when, typically I would say, a first time home buyer is going to look at anywhere from five to 10 homes before making an offer on something. So know that that's okay and your agent is there to show you homes. And when you do find something to write on, the agent's going to do either like a Zoom call or an in-person meeting with you to go over the offer because the offer is lengthy. It's more than just what am I offering and how long is the escrow going to be? It's it's contingencies and just little nuances that your agent's going to want to explain yeah. to you. So you're rewinding and getting before the escrow part, which was yeah. probably a better way to go about this. But okay. it is a 16 page contract. Yeah. I mean, there is it. And then there's another, I don't know how many addendums that go I along know. to that. So there is a lot of paperwork. Yeah. You're going to want to make sure that you're talking to an agent that's going to explain that to you. Yep. You know, we all sign, which is great and it's easy, but you want to know what you're signing. Yep. So make sure that your agent's gone over it and you should probably read the contract yes read the contract and then of course if you have questions make sure you understand the, all your questions mm -hmm. before signing yeah um, and in this market we're not seeing as many multiple offers anymore the mm -hmm. last two years we were seeing a lot more so the way that we're structuring offers these days is different um, and then so once the agent you sign the contract your agent submits it to the listing agent the listing agent goes over it with their sellers and they can either counter it or accept it. If there's more than one offer on the table, then they could do a multiple counter where they counter every buyer involved. And um, hopefully you get you get the house. And then at that point, that's when we open escrow. So when the seller agrees to your offer or counter offer and we open escrow with the title company, and that's day one. And that's when contingencies start. So then we have typically 17 days to begin all of our inspections. The lender schedules the appraisal right away. And then the lender's asking you for all the different items that you'll need the joke is like your third grade <laughs> report card. You just never yeah. know what the underwriters are going to need. Right. You never know. You but never it's, know. it's definitely worth it. I was just talking to a client's daughter um, today and she is looking for a rental and she goes, you know, I went online and I calculated what my payment would be if I bought 
and it's basically the same as with renting. She's mm-hmm. like, I could, I could buy a house for 20 and my payment would be 2,200 and I'm looking at a house that's like 2,200 in rent. Mm-hmm. So she's going to talk to a lender and potentially get pre-approved. I mean, obviously real estate is a great investment. It always has been. Um, yep. And if you're going to, if you're going to pay rent, you might as well pay rent on your own house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. Or interest or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, and at the end of the day, rents are ri- rising faster than yes. any. I mean, rents are just rising at an astronomical rate. So that's something to consider, too, is when you buy a home today, you lock in that mortgage payment. That's all you're going to pay unless you choose to do something different. When you rent, you are definitely going to see that increase every year. You know what else she said to me? She said, but uh, what if the price goes down? Mm. The prices are going to go down. So what if I buy now and prices go down? And I just said, well, how long do you plan on being there? Yeah. She goes, well, I don't really know. And I said, well, if you plan on being there, you know, three to five years, preferably five years, you should be fine. Your value should be higher Mm -hmm. in five years so that you have gained some equity. But if you're not sure and you're thinking you might leave town in a year or two, then probably not the best thing to do. Yep, exactly. But then I did say, what's the worst thing that you could, what's the worst thing that could happen? I said, if you decide to leave California, then you could rent it if, it, if the value's gone down. So yeah, you there's, keep it there's options because um, she's just not sure what to do. She doesn't want to pay somebody else's mortgage, mm-hmm. but... She also is just concerned about what's going to happen in the next few years. Yeah. And we've been having that conversation with a lot of buyers yes, right now. And that's exactly what like the answer is, is let's dig a little deeper. Let's see. Why do you want to buy? How long are you going to be there? Is this like a smart financial decision for you right now? And at the end of the day, real estate is an asset and mm-hmm. traditionally goes up 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 and in three years you will most likely break even if not make some money so I think if you are to your point gonna stay in a home for three years or more it's probably a good idea right and then you have the tax benefits as well Mm -hmm. so we highly recommend it as long as you're not planning on taking off in the next year or two (laughs) gotta stay in it a little bit right now yeah and on that note of um, like homes appreciating, I guess mm-hmm. we are expected to see home appreciation, even with the rising rates year over year. So if you look at the peak was in May, if you look at that compared to right now, you're going to see a decline in the average home price. But if you look at this time last year, it's around the same. Right. So that's what we're going to continue to expect is either a slight appreciation of like two to 4%. There is one, um, housing economist, Ivy Zellman predicting a 4% drop, but 4% is not meaningful enough to stop, hopefully, to stop somebody from buying a house. Right. And is that a 4% drop from where? From where? Exactly. Yeah. Was that from May? In our case, it was May. In other areas, it was the spring mm-hmm. uh, of 2022. Mm-hmm. Or is that from last year? I mean, so yeah. that's that's the hard part. Is And you know what? Even people like Ivy Zellman don't actually know. Um and but they're the pessimist of the like seven sure main groups. Yes. Same so. in 08. They were very pessimistic about that. Yeah. Good to listen to the pessimist though. It like is. That's the worst case scenario. Yeah. What's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? What's the most likely scenario? Mm-hmm. Most likely scenario is, is that you're going to be paying rent to live somewhere. So you might as well invest it in something that is going to benefit you in the long run. So, yep, as long as you can afford the monthly plane payment. Yep, as long as go. you can afford it and as long as you're not planning on leaving. Or losing your job. 
or losing your job. <laughs> um, well, I do you have anything else to say about home buying? Well, I was just kind of going to wrap up. I'm totally mixing my words. I was just going to kind of wrap up with a very brief overview of the rest of the escrow. So we do oh. inspections. Mm-hmm. You get your appraisal back. You have all of the documents in that the underwriter is requiring of you. We receive final loan appraisal around day 17, and we negotiate repairs, which also isn't a newer thing. I mean, I think in Chico, we always had a little bit of give with that, even in the last two years of we could still get some repairs done unless that was negotiated mm-hmm. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But right now you can definitely get credits or repairs done during escrow by the seller. So we negotiate that. We make sure the appraisal comes in at or above value and then we can wrap up. And basically by day, I don't know, 18 or 19, the hard stuff's over and it's now the title company's job to do these. It's called a settlement statement where it's like the list of all the expenses and um, money that the buyer needs to bring in and everybody signs and then we close smooth as pie yes smooth <laughs> as pie <laughs> most of the time there are times that's a whole nother episode but we'll yeah. talk about some funny escrow stories one of these days yeah definitely <laughs> we all have them but yeah no it's it's a fairly um robust process it is that's that's a good way it's not an easy process mm-hmm. it is a robust process but that's what your agent is there to help you through your lender your agent um and the title and escrow company yep so if you guys have any questions about home buying process or want to do like a one-on-one buyer consultation please reach out we're happy to do it with you i love there's nothing i love more than sitting down with a buyer and talking about the market and what to expect and um how to get started in that process and just even if you're not ready yet it's good to get educated on yeah i mean you have a lot of clients that are first-time home buyers that you've worked with over the years and sometimes maybe you met with them a couple years ago and they're just Mm -hmm. now buying right totally yeah it's just good to dip your toe in the water Mm -hmm. see what it's all about and then decide whether it's for you now or or later yeah all right good job good job cheers (laughs) peace out as brandy would say